0: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Jeff Verdi will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their
1: first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When
0: New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
1: We're at a back on the fan on the line right now is Odyssey NFL Insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. All right, Baldy, we've been talking about it all day long. Before we get into the games from Super Wildcard Weekend or look ahead to the divisional round, we've been talking about the Brian Dable stuff. There have been now some articles in recent in the last couple of weeks here about him and Wink about how Dable handles the staff. I'm sure you're up to date on all this stuff. What do you make of what's going on with Brian Dable in the New York Jets? giants
2: well i mean big picture guys uh the giants are a better team and a better organization if wink is a part of it if you know the coach wants uh the right-hand man of wink martindale fired uh you know in wilkins and his brother um no coaches no coach is really going to tolerate that like you know i mean it's all about loyalty and you know you have loyalty to certain people uh, that filters down the staff. To get, the head coach is, you know, he calls the shots. He's, uh, he's able to do that. But, you know, the defense coordinator is also allowed to stick up for his guys and how valuable they are. So, you know, Bobby Johnson is gone. I don't know what the status – you know, obviously I think you've got to get to cooler heads because if one guy is storming out the door and leaving town, something still has to get resolved. So I don't know where it's at right now between those two because I haven't been in a room with them. But, uh, you know, I would I'd imagine – that this looks like an uh, irreparable uh, marriage between the two. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's
0: absolutely over. But so I think the bigger issue, though, is, like, how culpable here is Dable? Uh, you know, it seems like Wink was leaking stuff. And and I would push back a little bit, Baldy, and say, why the hell should Dable be loyal to Wink Martindale when Martindale was trying to usurp his authority? I don't owe
2: you anything. Well, I mean, that's, if that's the way it went down, then he certainly has that right to do it. But just, why, why don't you just fire him? Just fire him on the spot, like you did Bobby Johnson. Why, why keep it around? Why keep it hanging? If that's what you felt like was happening, and look, I don't know if that happened or didn't happen, but if the, if that's the case, then, you know, if you if if the coaches don't have your back, then there has to be a change if that happens. So, um, you know, then, then you just do the right thing and fire a guy. That's what you should do.
1: And and how about Baldy? Not just between Dable and Wink, but the latest report that came out basically has Dable as being. Um. What's the right way? Like, very tough on game days. You know, yelling at his coaches, potentially blaming guys for certain play calls or certain results.
0: Accountability was a big part of it. They may be
1: lacking accountability to the point where general manager uh, Joe Shane had to come in and listen on the headset and, and the communication during game days. But just Dable's maybe rough edge or tough coaching in general. What do you make of that?
2: Well, I don't, I don't. have a problem with tough coaching. You know, nobody was tougher on their coaches than Bill Parcells. Um, you know, and he won a whole bunch. So I don't have any problem with coach being tough on him. But, like, who's being tough on the offense? The offense stinks. <laughs> like, it's unwatchable. So who's getting tough on that part of this side of the ball? Mm. Like, is Joe Shane giving somebody the business about how bad the offense is? Okay, you fire the offense line, coach. The offense line never came together from week one. Um, you know, I mean, you're not scoring touchdowns, so you're not winning games. So, uh, you know, who's, who's being tough on that side of the ball?
0: That's a good point. No, it's got to be equitable. We'll talk to our buddy Brian Baldinger-Baldy with a BT and sound on the fan. So, these are issues that are obviously big. But, listen, some issues can be overcome if you have talent. Uh, And when the season ended, if if you had to rate the Giants' overall talent, 1 through 53, give us a grade. I mean, where are they at from a talent base right now? Well,
2: I think they've upgraded defensively. You know, is an upgrade. You know, I think Deontay Banks is an upgrade. I mean, you know, they, they've upgraded a lot of positions. Uh, I think you know, John Michael Schmitz is an upgraded center. You know, once he got healthy, he's an upgrade. So I think they've upgraded a lot of positions. But, you know, is Darren Waller really a, a priority piece? No. With another injured year? No. I mean, if they bring him back.
1: I may have lost Baldy there. You yeah, know, we lose Baldy. All right, see if you could get him on uh, back on the line there, Hoff. And I'm going to transition to after this this answer about the Giants. A transition to the wild card games because I'm curious what he thinks of not only the Cowboys but obviously the Eagles falling apart. Potentially, what's going to happen here moving forward? Uh, look, I mean, you know, he's right in one aspect of it. It can't just be all one sided against the Giants. You know, defensive staff. Obviously, the offense was a big part of what went wrong this year. And Dable's bread and butter is the offense. And look, he does agree with the hard coaching though aspect of it where you talk about Brian um Bill Belichick, who, you know, Dable worked under him, as I was saying before. Where do you think he got it from? You know, working on that staff or what Sabin, those guys are hard on their coaches because I guarantee you that their head coaches were hard on them. And that's just part of the deal. And mm-hmm. we have Baldy back with us. He's here. back. All right, Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. All right, Baldy, just to pick it up here, we're talking a little bit about where the Giants' talent is. Do you think the disparity between where the Cowboys and Eagles are is now as great as maybe we thought with the way that they've played in the postseason and where they're going uh, as far as where their disparity is with the Giants?
2: Well, there's a disparity. I mean, when you lose 40 to nothing, you know, there's, there's a disparity. You know, if you look at the two Cowboy games against the Giants, so there's, there is a disparity. Um, there's no comparison between the Cowboys' offensive line and, and the Giants' offensive line, none. So you could do a whole lot more with it. Now, we saw a team get taken apart, you know, by the Green Bay Packers, but that's, that's postseason football. It's played at a different level. You have to execute at a higher level. And we saw the Packers execute almost flawlessly. And so, but that's what you need in the postseason. You need a quarterback to play at the level that we saw Jordan Love play at. And we have yet to really see that in the postseason from Dak Prescott. So they've got a lot of decisions to make. But, you know, if you said, okay, how's that compare to the Giants? Well, I mean, we just don't see that type of execution from the Giants on any side of the ball. So I would mean, say it's still, yeah. it's, it's still a disparity.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and listen, Jordan Love was doing things that, I mean, the arm slots, the zip, the anticipation, it was just incredible. So you look at well, Jalen Hurts. I mean, it, it just, there's a massive disconnect there, and you don't, you don't just implode the way the Eagles did without some real inner issues. What, what is going to happen down there?
2: Well, I mean, I would think that both coordinators would be let go if they keep Nick Sirianni. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Mr. Lori uh, the owner, is probably trying to take a deep breath and trying to calm himself down after watching that disaster last night and to, to really think through this with cooler heads. But they have fired a Super Bowl-winning coach in Doug Peterson two years after they won a Super Bowl. When they went 4-11-1, and 11 and one, the quarterback went south, the offense fell apart, and next thing you know, there was a, a complete house clean. So it's not like they haven't cleaned house before when there's been a collapse before So it wouldn't surprise me to see it, but I like Nick Sirianni. I do think the coordinators need to be changed, and I think they, talent-wise, they've got to fix the roster. They're way too slow on defense. They need corners. I mean, they need some playmakers on that side of the ball, and they lack on that side of the ball.
1: What do you think of the Cowboys, Baldy? Do you think that they should make a change at head coach?
2: It'd be hard for me, honestly, after watching this for three years in a row now. To just bring it all back and say, let's run it back. After you've seen this complete implosion in the postseason from the offense, regardless of how many points they score, what rating they have, or anything like that, it it'd be hard for me to think that Jerry Jones could just bring this back and go, Okay, let's tweak it, let's upgrade, you know, here, let's let's do this. like I think there's something fundamentally wrong with how they play the game when you get to that when you get to the postseason. And so I'm sure they could go out there just the way it is and win 11, 12, maybe 13 games next year because they have talent. Like, but C.D. Lamb got completely, you know, I mean, he caught passes, but he didn't do any damage. And, you know, they, they, they look like they, the quarterback can't rise to the moment. And so do you make a change there? Because what we saw from Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud and some of these guys, that's how you got to play in the postseason to win and to advance. And their quarterback hasn't played like that in the
1: postseason. You know, I don't get it, Baldy. We're talking about Brian Baldinger here, Odyssey Insider, NFL Insider. You you know, you mentioned a couple of the quarterbacks. We see C.J. Stroud do it. We see Jordan Love do it. Now, I know Love sat behind Rodgers for a while. And then you see guys like Tua and Dak have some success in the regular season, but then in the postseason – they, it's a flop. Like, how are we supposed to evaluate quarterbacks in today's huh. NFL where there's so much inconsistency? Baker Mayfield, another guy, left for dead by multiple teams, yet now he's going to play in the divisional run. I, I, how, how are we supposed to properly evaluate quarterbacks in the NFL and understand what you have versus what you don't have over the course of you know, however many years you want to take to evaluate those guys?
2: Well, I mean, ultimately, quarterbacks only should get evaluated by how they play in the process by getting to the postseason and how they play in the postseason because the quarterback has to elevate everybody around him that's like completing you know stick throws in the red zone uh you know for touchdowns it's completing third downs to stay on the field Uh, all those kind of things have to you have to and you're gonna have to make five throws that at the end of the day you go how the heck did he just do that we saw it from josh allen last night you know on the touchdown throw to dalton kincaid i mean it's it's an absolute dime against the coverage, and he read it right, and he threw a perfect throw. So how you evaluate these guys has to be in the post – get to the postseason, then how do you how do you play in the postseason? And they're, they're, it's almost like two different sports when you start looking at that quarterback play.
0: You know, I think if I asked you this next question a couple of years ago, it would probably be pretty boring because your answer might be predictable. I have no idea how you're going to answer this now, and I want to hear – Let's say you're a GM, you have access to every quarterback bowl. The next five years, for the next five, what three quarterbacks are you going to roll with right now?
2: Uh, I would take Lamar because I've seen a real improvement in Lamar with the the coaching changes in the town around him. I'd take Lamar. I think I'd take Jordan Love. And then I would really – I'd probably battle uh, real hard between Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud from what I saw from Stroud in, you know, 18 games this year. You're not
0: taking Mahomes?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. I got <laughs> okay, it. I Got like okay. gotcha. I mean, I, I, it's almost like you just take them for granted sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, okay, who else is out there besides Mahomes? But, I mean, look, there's Josh Allen. I mean, there's these guys that are Burrow. in the final eight. But, I mean, you've got to look at the youth and look at, you know, in the history of the Green Bay Packers from Starve to of to the Rogers, nobody's ever had a quarterback rating as great as Jordan Love in that game. I know. In Dallas – you know, on the road against that defense. Mm -hmm. You just have to, it's a young man's game. You've got to find these guys and you have to, you have to develop them. And if you don't have one, you got to find it somehow. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm curious where you stand on Herbert. That's something that means sound debate quite a bit. And assuming that say Harbaugh's there. I mean, Herbert is to me, he's, he's special. Uh, What do you see?
2: Really special at times in pregame warm up. He looks really special. Um, you know, put the ball in his hands. Like, just go back to I know we don't watch a lot of Charger games, but go watch him with the ball in his hands at the end of games with a chance to win a game and see how, how good he's been. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been like, yes, he, he's exactly what you want physically from an arm, how he spins the ball, all that stuff. But, you know, quarterbacks got to go win games sometimes. You just got to take the team down the field. And you got to elevate everybody around you. And we have not seen that from him.
1: That's true. Yeah, I don't think he's got that, That's that true. sack that we're looking for, BT, <laughs> we're talking about. We're talking about Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider. All right, Baldy, I have a couple for you on this weekend's games here. You know, you mentioned uh, the Packers and Jordan Love and how good he looked. And you mentioned Brock Purdy. That's going to be a hell of a matchup Saturday night. No, nah, I think the Packers are like 10-point underdogs are close to it. You think You think they have any chance, Green Bay, to win this game in San Francisco?
2: I think they have a chance. I mean, if you look at – Just the games this year, like you look at Minnesota beating San Francisco or Joe Burrow in Cincinnati beating San Francisco or even go back and watch Baker throw the ball Mm. against San Francisco. I mean, teams have had success throwing it against them. Uh, The ball's got to come out quick. You can't let Bosa and that group kind of dictate what you do offensively. But Aaron Jones is the hottest back in the league right now. Um, They're going to have their hands full with him and the way that they run the ball and what uh, Matt LaFleur does in the run game, which is – diverse and creative, Um, you know, and then the quarterback just believes he belongs with a bunch of young guys that people are just discovering, but I think they have a chance because I think offensively they can score. Boldy, can you explain, I know Sal
0: was asking about this weekend, but I got to just do a little side swipe here with Jordan and, you know, bring it to the Jets and the Giants. Can you explain the difference? Because it can't all be luck, it's got to be something tangible, Mm. how... The Packers, not one, not two, three, and none of them were in the top ten, uh, the top, you know, top five picks, you know, in terms of their quarterbacks here. How they consistently draft these guys, identify them, take them, develop them, and they become stars, and the Jets never do that. What, what is <laughs> the
2: biggest difference? Well, okay, I mean, they traded for Favre, okay? He was in Atlanta. Falcons, yeah. Uh, okay, they traded, you know, so you, you look at Holmgren and Favre. And then they draft Aaron Rodgers, and he sits for three years behind Favre. And then when he's ready, he's ready. And then they draft Jordan Love, and they sit him for three years behind Aaron Rodgers, and he's ready. So maybe it's about looking to the future, even when you have a quarterback, looking to the future so that the transition isn't as painful as it is for a lot of other teams.
1: Yeah. The hard thing, as is opposed interesting. To going to get one when you desperately need one and trying to chase, chase, chase.
0: Yes, that's get, where you, you get have Get one ahead of, of the game. You got a lot of misses.
1: I almost think, boldly. while that's a
0: sound philosophy, I, I think that's easier to do in Green Bay. Like, if we were doing that here and we had a kid on the bench, second pick, fourth pick, third pick, fifth pick, and things aren't going great, granted they were going well in Green Bay, hence that player could sit. But, you know, to protect the kid and let him grow for a year or two, I don't think it would happen here because everybody would be going, the play the kid. Why is he sitting? Put him in. It would be a totally different
2: energy. Well, it might. It might. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and he sat behind Alex Smith mm. for a year. and it's Kansas City. But, you know, even when they drafted Eli in 2004, I mean, Kurt Warner, I think, was 5-2 and two as a starter. You know, when they went with Eli, he had a zero quarterback rating in his first start against the Ravens. Um, you know, you know, they felt like a half a season was right for Eli. Um, maybe, I don't think it was too soon for Eli. It turned out to be, you know, right. Eli Manning. But uh, I don't know. If you, if you have a guy that can still do it, and that guy just the, – the, the trick is the guy that you have has got to still be able to play which can allow you to sit that guy that you draft. Mm -hmm. And even though you want to go see him in New York and the pressure to play him in New York is going to be good, if the guy is winning games for you, like Kurt Warner still is a little mystified that he was pulled at when they were 5-2. and And, uh, you know, they went with Eli. So the the, the trick is the guy that you have as the incumbent, can, can he still play at a high level, which allows you to sit that guy for however long it is?
1: All right, Baldy, we appreciate your time. We'll enjoy the games this uh, upcoming weekend, division around. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday at 1 o'clock.
2: Okay, guys, you got it, man. Thanks, that, man. And by the
0: way, South, did you know he's a uh, Nassau community college guy? Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. He's yeah. from
1: Long Island? Massapequa High School. I had no idea. Me neither. When did you learn that? Just now. I had no, I had no <laughs> idea. I was
0: looking something up, and I was on his page. I mean, We've we got to talk about some local
1: stuff you know, next time that, we have a month. The next time we'll get into that. Will. National right.
0: Community College. they got a good football program out
1: there. That they have for years. Uh, they did not at Suffolk, or at least when I mm. went there, uh, or baseball. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. We'll come back, hit you with the call of the day, and get back to you guys, Dable and Wink, or just Brian Dable in general, whatever's on your mind about the Giants head coach and the controversy that has followed him really since the end of the season, and now the latest article with Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News. BT and Sal on the Fan.